Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us here on our podcast and other platforms for an important discussion about impaired driving. I'm Diana Paul, Deputy Communications Director with the City of Las Vegas. As we approach the end of 2021, it marks a tragic milestone, the deadliest year on our roadways in a decade. This year alone, there have been a 24% increase in fatal accidents. Today, we are joined by two experts in the traffic safety field to talk about the state of roadway safety and what more can be done to prevent this tragic loss of life. I'd like to introduce Joey Paschetti, Deputy Director slash Transportation Manager of our Public Works Department here at the City of Las Vegas, and Andrew Bennett, the Public Information Officer for the Office of Traffic Safety and Zero Fatalities Initiative for the State of Nevada. Thanks to you both for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Andrew, I'd like to start with you. What has led to this being the deadliest year on our roadways in a decade? So a few things happened in the in the last two years that are extremely relevant to what we're experiencing now. In 2019, we had one of the most significant decreases in fatalities over this last decade, and we thought we were heading in the right direction. And our trend up until this year has been a five-year trending down. Uh, but the pandemic, we, we expected to continue that trend down. Uh, with fewer people on the roadways, we expected to uh, see that decrease, uh, which is normal. When there's less vehicles on the road, we have fewer fatalities. But we experienced a 4% increase uh, in the in 2020 compared to 2019, which was really unexpected. And people changed their behaviors rather significantly, which ultimately led to what we're experiencing now. People took advantage of the open roadways. Uh, they drove impaired more. We saw a decrease, a 1% decrease in seatbelt usage. And now that we have our roadways back at capacity, that's an extremely deadly combination, and it's resulted almost with 360 lives being lost so far uh, just this year. Joey, what trends have we seen on City of Las Vegas roadways related to impaired driving? So DUI-related fatalities were actually down in 2020 in the Las Vegas metro area, probably due to fewer vehicles being on the road, as Andrew said. Um, however, they have increased again in 2021 to the same levels we were seeing pre-pandemic. The city has seen a slight decline in the past two years, but honestly, even having one is too many. So impaired driving is something as we as drivers can completely fully control. There are so many alternatives to getting behind the wheel while impaired with either drugs or alcohol. And even having that one DUI or impaired related fatal crash is completely unacceptable. Yes, like you mentioned, excessive speed is said to be a factor in third of all crashes. Joey, how do traffic engineers approach setting the speed limit and monitoring ongoing issues in the city? So traditionally, the setting of speed limits is based on the intended mobility and access of the roadway. So for example, a freeway has the highest level of mobility, but a low number of access points, which makes it safer to serve higher speeds. Well, a local street with many driveways has a high level of access, but lower level of mobility, making it unsafe to travel at higher speeds. This balance between mobility and access is a careful one. And you know, while we really want to effectively move the traveling public in the most efficient way, we also want it to move them in the safest way. So this all calculates into speed limits. It is important to note that we can't simply change the speed limit or value on a sign and expect people to change their driving behavior. So if we want people to slow down in residential neighborhoods and business districts, we really need to make them uncomfortable at speeds above that target speed. Um, and we do that in, in a number of ways. 
With respect to monitoring the issues, the city has nearly 1,300 miles of roadway, over 600 traffic signals, and over 60,000 streetlights in our maintenance. So it's really difficult to be everywhere at once. We heavily encourage the traveling public to inform us of ongoing issues, and we partner with other agencies, um, Nevada Department of Transportation, Las Vegas Metro Police Department, the school district, and many others to also help monitor our issues on the roadways. So as a result of this coordination, my team performs over 100 traffic studies annually to evaluate those concerns that we receive, as well as to issue work orders that um, our traffic engineering field operations staff implements. In addition, we participate in official road safety audits where we perform formal safety performance examinations of the roadways and intersections. And included in that is the evaluation of the current speed limits, really trying to make sure that they're set correctly given our growing roadway network. What countermeasures have proven to work the best at reducing crashes? Andrew, let's start with you. I think you just heard quite a few from from Joey and what the city of Las Vegas is doing with building that safe system. Uh, there's a everybody has a different level of how many uh, you know partners they bring into the conversation, but building a system that's focused on not just moving cars safely, but moving humans safely uh, through our transportation network is vital. And so when we talk about what are you know what are some of those you know things that we can add to our system to make it more safe. Number one is, you know, understanding we need to get people to care. Uh, the fact that we've lost 360 lives so far this year on our roadways being the decade high is truly unacceptable. Um, when we when we talk about these fatalities and folks see it on the news, they might not think that it applies to them. And we hope that it hasn't and that it won't. But we're now at a point where we're having more fatals than we do days in the year. And it's a matter of when. And that's what's concerning for us. So we want to make sure that people can care. And because it's so easy to go over these, these statistics on, you know, that we read on these reports every single day, but to understand that these are families that were lost, you know, or lives that were lost and families that were forever broken. And to understand the, the you know, how big of an impact that has on our community. Working for the state, we have the opportunity to partner with, uh, you know, municipalities uh, non-government organizations, police departments, and to see that, you know, some of the steps that the the municipalities are going through right now, uh, we have two incredible programs that are are in two different stages right now uh, at the local level. Truckee Meadows Vision Zero program uh, was enacted several years ago and is is starting to to do incredible things, and we're we've been lucky to partner with the city of Las Vegas on their pursuit of developing a, a Vision Zero plan. And, you know, those conversations, these actions, increased enforcement, but also increased accountability. If we could have a day where, you know, we had zero DUI arrests because nobody was driving impaired, that'd be a successful day. But accountability is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. And all too often, we need that enhanced accountability and responsibility. And so enforcement is, is a key play in that. And so now through the end of the year and into about January 3rd, we're going to be focusing on DUI enforcement with over 27 law enforcement agencies across our state, including Las Vegas, Metro, Henderson, school police, Ohio patrol down here, because we want to make sure that we have the ability to go uh, more than four hours and 18 minutes. It was four hours and 18 minutes before we had our first fatality this year. That's how long zero fatalities lasted. 
And so if we're able, to, you know, if we're able to, you know, do what we can with engineering education enforcement and with our EMS partners and to implement some of these countermeasures that we know are proven to work, like slowing down our streets with traffic calming and, you know, increased high visibility enforcement and, and properly placed education campaigns, we can hope and make sure that we do everything possible uh, to re- not only reduce that number, but reduce, eliminate the possibility of fatalities from our roadways. Andrew, you just said four hours and 18 minutes. That's that's a pretty heavy statistic and how quickly um, a fatality happened. How are these fatalities impacting our families, our community, the workers? I mean, how how are these fatalities really affecting our community, would you say? All too often, uh, you know, when I go in to give a, a presentation, whether it's at a rotary group or at a high school uh, or a business meeting, one of the questions that we ask is, uh, you know, who's who's lost somebody, uh, you know, a loved one or a family friend, or who's known somebody that's been killed in a car crash. And we're at the point where there's more hands raised than not. And we experience these, you know, these crashes. And, and this is something that that Joey and I share in our responsibilities, is we receive a very high level report every single time that there's a fatality. Uh, You know, Joey receives them for for Clark County with Metro. I receive them statewide. And that's how we start our day all too often is we see that these lives that were lost and all too often there are crashes that receive more uh, press and more attention than others. Uh, we experienced uh, you know, several high profile crashes this year for a variety of different reasons, but we just surpassed uh, a fatal that I think will forever live with us that work in traffic safety. And that was the five cyclists that were killed just outside of searchlight. And that void and that absence that these individuals uh, leave in our community, there's there's no metric to be able to articulate what that means. But when you experience a Thanksgiving for the first time with an empty seat at that table because a loved one was lost, you know, and as someone who's personally experienced that, it there's there's really no way of you know of putting that to words. And to go into that a little bit. There's not many people. I, I was just at a, a middle school the other day in the city, and I, I asked who who's been asked, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And every you know every you know everybody in that class raised their hand, and I said, "Who wants to be a traffic safety professional?" And you know they all laughed, and nobody nobody ever says that. And all too often, people get into this world of traffic safety like my family did, and that was with a knock on the door from the Nevada Highway Patrol informing us that my sister, Lindsay, who was simply on her way home from UNLV uh, when she was struck and killed by an impaired driver, wouldn't be making it home that evening. And so it's not just that moment. When I say families, you know, are forever broken, Thanksgivings, birthdays, Christmases, those never become easier. And that's where we're at in our community is all too many people do understand what that's like. But we still see these decisions that are being made that re- ultimately result um, in, in these lives that were lost. And that's where we need a true community effort so that we can get there together and reach that ultimate goal of zero fatalities. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story, Andrew. Um, you mentioned uh, Vision Zero. Um, and Joey, maybe you could tell us a little bit about this, the program that's rolling out that's trying to make our roads safer um, for drivers and pedestrians through the Vision Zero initiative. Certainly. So like with what Andrew does, safety for all transportation system users is really at the forefront of everything we do in the city's transportation division. We are working really hard to be more proactive with respect to safety 
make data-driven decisions to really increase the chances of success of our solutions. Despite this increased emphasis on safety, crashes are still happening. One person dies on city roadways each week, and people are still being seriously injured and losing their lives. So um, at the city, we have started a new program called the Vision Zero, and we right now we're in the middle of developing an action plan that is going to develop strategies to eliminate all traffic fatalities and severe injuries by the year 2050. So a pretty lofty goal. Um, and in order to do this, we, we're really going to need everybody. So our program needs to be a collaborative effort combining the city of Las Vegas, our elected officials, community safety stakeholders, and a lot of public outreach to create safe, healthy, and equitable mobility for everyone. So this concept of Vision Zero is, is not new. It was actually first implemented in Sweden in the 1990s and has proved really successful across Europe. So now it's really gaining momentum in major American cities. And, and we think this is really important to increasing safety here in Southern Nevada. So some of the goals that we are trying to accomplish with this program include better collaboration between the city and our stakeholders to identify what we can do to make this better, uh, creating safer streets by giving equal importance to all roadway users, that not just motorists, but cyclists and pedestrians as well, um, really adopting a culture of safe speeds. You know, speeding is at the at the root of a lot of our problems. And we, we really need to guard our hands around what are safe speeds so that everybody can arrive to their destination safely. Um, we're looking to develop and promote a culture of safety through new public dialogue on roadway safety and also develop safer street design standards and regulations. So in the end, we really need everybody to come together to prevent these instances from occurring. Now, Joe, you mentioned collaboration. How is the Valley doing right now in terms of working together on these initiatives? Because we know as people are driving or walking, they're crossing city lines, county lines, highway, you know, all kinds of jurisdictions are over some of these roads, dot. So how is the jurisdictions working together now? And what would you like to see moving forward? I'm actually really impressed with the way that the local agencies work together uh, to get these messages out. So on our Vision Zero uh, technical advisory committee alone. We have you know, Andrew from the Department of Public Safety. We have representatives from NDOT, from Clark County, from the city of North Las Vegas, city of Henderson, you know, and all of our counterparts, as well as, you know, people from UMC trauma, the EMS population, it really, really trying to get out there and, and, and spread the news so that we all understand our responsibility in solving this problem and to determine how we can help one another. So I think we're, we're really in a good place um, to keep going. We've just, we've just got to broaden our net and, and keep educating folks. This question goes to both of you. We'll start with you, Andrew. Um, what's the one thing you want, you want to tell drivers, pedestrians, cyclists? What is the one thing you want people to know on the roads to keep them safe? At the end of the day, everybody that works within traffic safety and the variety of different of uh, you know behaviors that we work, we're doing everything that we can to keep them safe. Uh, but at the end of the day, the only person that is looking out for them is going to be themselves. Uh, we talk a lot about you know the system, and a big part of the system is the people that use that system. And I think at the end of the day, uh, when people hear about you know the goal of zero fatalities, uh, which we share with the city of Las Vegas. Uh, of reaching by 2050, um, you know, they might think that's ridiculous, especially after hearing that zero fatalities only lasted in our state for four hours and 18 minutes. 
we we need them to understand that this is achievable. And you heard some great examples uh, from Joey of how some other places have figured it out. We need the public's participation. We need you to care about traffic safety. And we need it, you know, you to not only watch out for yourself, but for our fellow Las Vegans and our fellow Nevadans. Because at the end of the day, we don't want you to experience what others have. And together, again, we can get there. And it's just a matter of, you know, inches. We're not miles away from safety. We're very close. We're getting there with our partnerships. We're getting there with legislation and with ordinances. And we just need a little bit more from each other. Joey, what would you say? Um, I would echo a lot of what Andrew said and really just, you know, remind people, pay a little extra attention to the roadway that's around you all the time. Put down your devices, watch your speeds, and don't drive impaired. Really, we all have the responsibility to make sure that we and the people all around us arrive where they're going safely. And there's really no reason that they shouldn't be. We're about to wrap up the end of the year. Um, for both of you, what are your hopes for the new year as it relates to either Vision Zero or number of fatalities? What are you hoping for both of you um, for the year ahead? I would say to jump in here, uh, you know, to echo some of the stuff that we have discussed already is we really found ourselves again in traffic safety this year. And I think to expand upon some of the efforts that we're, we're currently undertaking, just one example was we now have a, a statutorily recognized state executive uh, committee on traffic safety with that both Joey and I are a part of. And continuing that dialogue, not only with our, each other and our partners, but continuing to make sure that we have the opportunity to, to do what is hard and to try to figure out some of these things. If we continue the, the the process and we continue some of these conversations and we have some of these difficult conversations, we might be able to reverse going from the worst year in a decade to the best year in a decade. And I really do think we can achieve that next year. So from the city's perspective, you know, one thing that is, is high on my goals for next year is to make sure that we complete and put into action our plan towards Vision Zero. And that includes, you know, really de defining the things that we want to do putting countermeasures and um, metrics towards our goals and getting everybody on board to do that. Um, within my division alone, you know, some of the things that we really want to see are not just reducing the number of crashes, which is incredibly important, but making sure that we're putting things out on the road that consider crash severity. So if a crash does occur, those that are involved are able to walk away. You know, really working on setting safe and appropriate speeds to make sure that these crashes are less severe. You know, continuing to work with our partners to do simple things like set the traffic signal timings to help reduce crashes at intersections. Working to improve the lighting at night so that pedestrians and road users can see and it's well illuminated. And, and again, partnering with, with other outside agencies like Metro to really educate the traveling public to follow the speeds that are set and the rules of the road so that we can be safe. Next question. Is there anything else either of you would like to add? One of my favorite questions I've received over and over again, and it's extremely applicable to this time of year, is uh, what number to call uh, to report a suspected impaired driver if you're seeing, or if you're seeing something on our roadways that's life-threatening. Uh, 911 or Starn HP, if you're on our freeway, is the number to call regardless of where you are in the state. It is a life-threatening emergency. We want to make sure that we have the ability to address that. And having those extra eyes and ears on our roadway uh, helps us you know, put our resources in the best place. So never be afraid to call 911 or Starn HP to report a suspected impaired driver. And you can remain anonymous uh, if you make that call. Echoing that, um, 
you know, for something that maybe isn't of imminent danger, but could potentially be a safety hazard, please don't hesitate to contact the city, contact myself and, and let us know that, hey, this looks like it's about ready to fall down or, you know what, this road isn't lit very well. These are all things that we are happy to fix as quickly as we can to make everything safer. Again, it really does take all of us and we're, we're happy to do our part and in, encourage you to, to reach out to us so that we can all be safe. Those are both great tips. Um, Joey, is there a phone number you mentioned or even Andrew, is there a website people can go to to find more information or to report a problem on the roads? Certainly. It can report any uh, traffic-related or traffic signal or lighting-related thing in the city of Las Vegas. Uh, you can call 702-229-6331. And statewide, we, we serve uh, at the Office of Traffic Safety as a clearinghouse. If you don't know if you're within a city or what county or state uh, agency you need to reach out to, you can go to zerofatalitiesnv.com and report an issue, and we'll make sure that we get you in the right direction with uh, the agency that can help fix it. Great. Well, I want to thank you both for the conversation. Very informative. And again, let's hope we all have a safe end of this year and a safe new year. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.